you fired it first shot! Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Welcome to the Superbook Sports Podcast. 180! Hosted by career Las Vegas odds makers Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Featuring comedian Brant Tobler. The best way to ignore the noise is to be the noise. A production of GreenRollMedia.com. The world's premier sports betting podcast network. Rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Mahomes has to get rid of the ball. Finds Kelsey. And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com. Superbook.com. You've waited all week, and kickoff is here. Here we go! Let's jump behind the counter at the Superbook with Jay Cornegay and John Murray to grab the edge that you need ahead of this weekend's NFL action. That's what makes the NFL the NFL. You don't know any given Sunday. Here's your MC, Brant Tobler. And here we go. It is championship week on the Superbook Sports Podcast. The line starts here. I am your host, Brant Tobler, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Cornegay, and this week we have a special guest. Our friend Rex Byers is here because John Murray once again is on vacation watching the USA soccer team like the proud American he is. Jay, how's everything going out there in Vegas? Good. We're uh, gearing up for the championship games and already uh, working on Super Bowl uh, props, so uh, a lot lot going on uh, always at this time of the year. January actually is a, a busy month for us, but uh, looking forward to the next uh, few weekends. I bet. Well, uh, last week, as a viewer of the games, everyone says they were great to watch. How did how did the games go for you from a betting uh, standpoint? Well, Saturday was fantastic. It was actually one of the biggest days we've ever had uh, as the Titans and, and the Packers both go down. Uh, what was really interesting about that, when you looked at the four matchups, uh, you know, the Bengals and Titans would probably be the less attractive of, of the four, but it ended up being one of the bigger decisions as everybody uh, was trying to get out uh, in front of things and, and loaded up on Tennessee, and uh, we were very fortunate. We got that win because that outright win uh, really uh, set us in the right direction. Yeah. Rex, I know you guys back in the back room, they were high on the Packers, and I assume the public was pretty high on the Packers. So that was good for you guys, right? Yeah, it's. I would say it's a good result. I mean, anytime you can get one of those favorites that are in the teaser range, you know, six, six and a half, whatever, at some points it's five and a half. You can get one of those teams to lose, you know, especially if it's on a Saturday like that. Like, and then money line parlays, of course, as well. A lot of them had maybe Tennessee rolled into the Green Bay, and then after the Tennessee loss, they had to start over again and say, okay, let's go Green Bay to something tomorrow. So those people were up against it early um, with, with Green Bay losing. And the way they did, I guess, was just kind of the ma- most amazing thing because – Anybody watching that game says that, that San Francisco, at, at some point after the you know first quarter, basically they can't win unless they get a, a return touchdown. And after halftime, it became, well, their only chance to win now is a punt return or a punt block, and that's exactly what happened. So, you know, very fascinating way for it to go down. And I think it just, just goes to show you can go back to the playoffs, you know, each of the last five or six years, and there's always one of those games where a team literally cannot win unless something happens on special teams, and it just miraculously does. So, you know, that's why why the Niners sit here alive today and the Packers are at home for the second year in a row wondering what happened uh, before we got to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that game was, was not that fun to watch, especially since I had a lot of Packers futures. But uh, Sunday actually was a lot better. Jay, we almost had all four road games or all four road teams win, which would I think would have been crazy. 
how did the Sunday go for you guys? Well, uh, we gave a little bit back on, on Sunday, which uh, isn't surprising, really. Both games were fairly balanced. Uh, obviously, a lot of uh, action on that Bills-Chiefs game. But that Rams-Buccaneer game was also uh, fairly balanced. So we gave a little bit back there. Um, you know, it's not surprising you know, when we get to the last game of, of the weekend that uh, we're not in a good position because we have to pay out all the parlays at that time. And and there's parlays, live parlays, going to both uh, teams. And when you have a team or a game like that where both teams are pretty evenly matched, uh, you're, you're certainly uh, you know looking at a lot of parlays on both sides. If it would have been a lopsided game, let's just say maybe more in the range of what Rex was saying, one of the teams was in you know six and a half, seven, seven and a half point favorite, then we would have a majority of those parlays going to that last uh, favorite of the weekend. Uh, but in this case, since the game was so balanced and evenly matched between the Bills and Chiefs, we had a lot of parlays. Whatever was live was going to that game. And we were in one of those scenarios where we were going to lose no matter who won. But uh, with the Chiefs winning, it was the lesser of two evils. So we kind of will take the Chiefs there. But uh, um, as as we said earlier, we talked about this all week, about how exciting the games were. They were really fantastic because the sports book was alive and well. It was a, a tremendous crowd. It was a roller coaster ride. It was a, it was a great place to be for those uh, two Sunday games. Yeah, I bet. I was just going to ask Rex that. I, I was actually at the Bills-Chiefs game, and it is something I'll never forget. It was incredible. I assume that the front of the house was rocking. Rex, were you guys back back in the – Back, uh, just shocked at how that game went back and forth, back and forth. I, I, I thought it was over two or three times, and I wasn't even close to right. Yeah, it's, it was crazy. I mean, it was funny. I was talking to John, and uh, we were kind of like, you know, how, how? I mean, even when Jeff left after a little after the first, you know, or middle of the second game, we we're kind of like, how? How is that second game going to possibly come close to what we just saw? Like, I mean, we had literally put, you know, the Rams into the next round, and we're writing bets. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, are we going to have to take this game offline because the Rams might not win? And then somehow the next game was actually crazier than the first. So, I, you know, I've watched – I don't know. We can go back for as far as you want to, but at least to the Atlanta and New England game, I, I can't remember in the Super Bowl that year anything more crazy than what I saw Sunday. And that was – I'm talking about the first game. And then the second one topped it. So I've seen two of the – probably the, the two craziest NFL finishes in the last at least five years, if not a little bit longer – you know, we're, we're literally back to back like that. And it just, it leaves you almost like, how can they possibly outdo that? And then they somehow mm -hmm. do. So I think everybody's waiting with bated breath to see what happens this weekend. Yeah, it was crazy. I was, so I was inside the stadium and the, the hate for Tom Brady is so strong everywhere. Mm -hmm. They put the, they put the end of the Rams uh, Bucks game up on the big screen and the Chiefs crowd got loud on that third down to like like they had some kind of it was just it, it was just everybody was so happy it was just a crazy I was so lucky to be there but what a great game of great games out last week and you know what before we get into this week's games I want to check in on the UFC Jay how did the UFC go for you guys Well we had mixed results on that Nevada did very well as the uh, you know the two big fights of the night were the last two obviously and Nagano kind of topped the whole night for us we did really well on the UFC in Nevada but uh in the other jurisdictions not so much we lost in Arizona Colorado and New Jersey on, on the card uh most likely due to the uh you know underdogs winning 
those last two uh, two fights. We we just didn't get a lot of favorite play in those other jurisdictions. Uh, but uh, in Nevada, where we were able to control the line a little bit, uh, we were able to attract some favorite money there over the last two uh, fights, and, and it turned out well for us. But pretty good action for a card that uh, was really kind of uh, heavy at the end. It wasn't the greatest card, but the last two fights were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Hey, Rex, do you think, like, outside of Nevada, how the betters did good, do you think that's just a lot of just taking the plus money and people like the the better odds and stuff? Because that seems kind of weird that in one state you guys did well and in the other states not so good. I would think you could bind that with the you – know, there's still promotional bonuses that are out there for people that are signing up or that are reopening. You know, it's, and they, they'll, they, a lot of times they'll take their chances with, hey, you know what? I get a chance to, to, to bet, you know, say $500. Well, I get a chance to bet 1000 now on an underdog. Let me take a shot here and see what happens rather than someone wanting to put – you know, five hundred to get a thousand, then only win like two hundred on a big favorite. Nobody wants to do that. You know, everybody wants to try to see what they can, what they do with the bonus and take a big swing at you. So a lot of times, that's that's what happens. We become the, the victim of a circumstance like that, and that's part of it. And I think the other part of it is some of the some of the UFC handicappers in, in the other states take advantage of. You know, like I said, some of the stuff is offering that we don't necessarily deal all the time, and uh, you know, it's some different sort of props and different ways to bet the, the fights by a third party. So in Nevada, we sort of have a little tighter rein on what we're able to accomplish and, you know, sort of steer people the way we want to with our own in-house props. And I think that makes it a little easier for us to earn here than it does there most of the time, those reasons combined. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, that's a good a good thing to remind the, the listeners. If you haven't got on, get on the app because they're always doing, uh, Superbook's always doing some great, like, promotions. So I know we're doing a bunch in Arizona. And like Jay's teased at in the, in the earlier episodes, we're going to be opening up in more states soon. So get that Superbook app so you can bet these games this week. It is Championship Sunday. These should be two great games. Jay, we'll start with this first game. The Bengals are heading to Kansas City. Uh, currently, looks like the line is seven minus twenty. Total fifty four and a half. Uh, how's this game looking, Jay? Well, pretty uh, well balanced. Uh, we we actually just moved the Chiefs to minus seven minus dollar twenty this morning, as the market started creeping that way, and it looks like it's continuing to do that as we start seeing uh, a few more of those uh, across the market. But the ticket count is. Fairly balanced. I would say it's about 60-40 in the Chiefs' favor at this time. Uh, certainly, it's the total that's really been the story of the first few days of, of booking this game. We opened 50 and a half. It were currently set at 54 and a half, but it did go up a, a notch above that, I believe, yesterday, where it went up to 55. And then we had finally got some money on the under, brought it back down to 54 and a half, but very balanced on that first game. Uh-huh. Rex, this game, if you're, let's say you're a Bengals, if you want to back the Bengals, do you see this game at any point possibly coming down? Or to me, this looks like this game will keep going. And I'm I'm curious, I assume with the total too, everybody remembers last week, everybody scored. Do you think if you, if, if by chance you like the Bengals or the under, you might want to wait till post because it, it's probably going to keep going up? You know, those are those are good questions, and the and the answers are very dicey because this is this is the million dollar question. If you knew what the, what was going to happen, you could sit there and figure out how to solve this thing out. Obviously, Sherman and I made this total like forty nine and a half and fifty. And you know, Jeff, I guess before he did a little bit more work, and he said my first number was wrong. I didn't realize it was that. Well, I said no, it wasn't. You got to trust your number here. You can't let what happened last week at the end affect 
you know, how you see this thing. I mean, that game was dead under last week. If, if Buffalo's fourth and 13 play goes awry, the final score is 26 to 21 in all likelihood. And we don't remember anything about what happened there at the end with all that nonsense. And uh, I just, for me, the total in this game is absurdly high. It's, I don't really get into, oh, I love this very much when you're talking about a total in the NFL. But I think when you're talking about the Bengals who have played every, every single game this year in the first quarter has been a, a dead under on the road. I mean, it's they, they're going to want to keep their defense off, off the field for as long as they can by playing ball control. Whether they'll be able to do it or not is is another thing. But they're not going to just go up to the line and snap the ball after six seconds. I mean, they're going to really try to shorten this thing up the best they can. And so, yeah, I think there is some correlation to the dog and the under in the game. I'm not necessarily going to bet it that way. I certainly love the under. But, yeah, as far as the side goes, it's tough because I don't think, Jay, you know, if, if it gets any higher than what it is now, that's when you're going to get the wise guys. I and mean, it's seven and a half flats, probably their target price, and they're going to look to take, whereas the lay would be like a minus six. And that's not going to happen either with the public getting involved. So then it just becomes a point of how much public money do you want to take on the Chiefs before you decide that you want your wise guy buyback. Mm-hmm. Jay, this is, I assume, will be a – a, a big total. I, I, Rex was talking about the teasers. As I'm looking at this, this this week it has teasers all written all over it, kind of right. Do you anticipate getting a lot of Chiefs, and then you could go kind of either way on the to, on the side on the other game. Oh, I think so. I think that uh, when you start looking at that range of six and a half to seven and a half, like we mentioned earlier, that's always a teasable game. It's going to be interesting to do see the other side. Now, I don't think that a lot of people are going to be teasing that Ram side, you know, to plus two and a half to plus three. But I, I, I do believe the 49ers will be teasable as you take, uh, you know, anywhere from up to up to nine and a half, ten, as you get all those other key numbers. You tease it through four, six, and seven. That's always attractive to those teaser players. So uh, I'm pretty sure that whatever you – know, of course, we're going to be looking at most of the bets on the side in total, but uh, I think this, the teasers kind of come in secondhand. When when we start getting towards the end of the game, you can see where the bookmakers are going, okay, let's knock out one of these teasers. So uh-huh. whether it's the Bengals outright or the Rams winning by you know more than 10, uh, I'm sure that's something that the, we would take at – uh, take a look at and, and start to root for closer towards the end of the second game. All right. Well, I like. I think I, I like what Rex said. I think I might do a little Chiefs and under. The second game, the one I'm not really sure about, um, Jay, the second game, I mean, we just saw it in week 18. Looks like currently the uh, Rams are three and a half and total 46. Looks like a little money on the plus three and a half here. Is this where you think this game's going? The money's going to come in on the 49ers? Or what are you guys thinking? Well, we've seen sharp action on both sides, really. We, we actually opened four, and we're currently minus three and a half even. But we saw some sharp money come in on the, the, the Niners at plus three and a half flat. But we also saw some sharp money on the Rams at minus three even. So it's a, it's a high-volume game, and I'm glad that – the NFL got this right because the first game feels like a little appetizer and this game is the main course. And just looking at the ticket count and looking at the money, the betters feel the same way. So this second game is going to be a high volume. Not the, like the first one's not, but uh, the second one is certainly getting a lot more attention at this point. So, Jay, you think this will, be the, this will obviously be in the swing game for you? However, this first one goes, will be good or bad but then this one's going to take the real like will this take the most action this late game of all the playoff games before the super bowl you think uh it's tough to say i mean that that bills chiefs game was was high volume along with the 49ers packers game 
both of those those games uh, had a tremendous amount of action. I would probably say it's easy easy to say that this uh, 49ers-Rams game will be right in that same level as what we saw um, last weekend with the two late games. Is it going to you know, leapfrog it? Uh, I'm not sure, but I, I certainly believe that this is the, the game that will probably make or break our day. Yeah, that makes sense. I'll either be taking my winnings from the first game and doubling down or the chase will be on. So we'll see. Rex, looking at this second game, I mean, there's all these stats and obviously the Niners have dominated the Rams. I think they got them six in a row. And But then they always say it's tough to beat a team three times in one year. I know that's just dumb stuff people post on Twitter. But I, do you think the Rams can – it feels like the 49ers just mentally own them. What do you think about this game as far as that? Is it is it going to be a close game or what do you think? Yeah, I, just, I don't know. I mean, I, I, there's, there's discussions in the room. This is what makes the job so great is that we don't have to all think the same way. Uh, it's clear to me that – most of the room opposes my mindset that the Rams are clearly superior and this line should be much higher. Um, if you look at the tape, and I've watched, you know, rewatched the Tampa game, I mean, the, the Tampa Bay stopped them one time the whole game. The Rams fumbled four times and lost them all. That's such an anomaly. Um, one of them down at the goal line. I mean, for that game to even be any, any close, for Tampa to have a chance to tie at the end is – Asinine. I mean, there's just no other way to describe like the, the the confluence of events that took place to lead to that point were just you know in the hundreds to one uh, of just not being able to have like just incredible a lot of incredible circumstances. And the good news for me is this allowed me to have a chance to be able to bet on the Rams at a reduced price this week because I really do think that they will get them this week. They were up seventeen nothing you know back January the second and you know to clinch the division. And I don't know for whatever reason one or the other they they, they let off the gas. And, uh, you know, the Niners had to win it because the Saints were going to win their game and get into the playoffs if not. So, you know, the old must-win adage kicked in after halftime, and then it's almost like the team switched uniforms. And I, I really have to, to watch that again, the second half of that game, because I booked it live, and I, I saw what happened, but I still really couldn't believe it. I mean, Ed and I said, like, what happened? You know, this has never been – never seen a game just switch around like this on a dime, you know, all of a sudden that, that in theory meant a lot to both teams. And of course, the Rams ended up winning the division because – but the Cardinals got beat by Seattle, but still, it's like okay, they didn't know that was happening in real time. They were just in the middle of getting dominated again in the second half. So, like, I really like to believe that the Rams will revert back to their first half form in that game, and the fact that they sprinted out to a to a good lead again last week leads me to believe that they'll stick with it. And of course, they almost let, let up the last time. So now they've got a game where they lost because they let up up, up seventeen to three. And then last week, after what happened, you can be for sure that there won't be any let up this time in the Rams. And I, I think the Niners are clearly the worst team. Uh, LF, and I guess the Bengals theory, but the Niners' offense is inept, and I just don't think that, like I said, stack the box, stop the run, make the quarterback beat you. That's a pretty simple plan of success, and I think the, the Rams will do it with much more success this time out. Yeah, it's funny. All we talked about this week is how the Rams choked that last game against the Niners, but really it's probably the best thing for them. They, they probably avoided going to Green Bay, and now somehow they are have a playoff game at home, and if mm-hmm. they – Play what play well. They're going to have three weeks home of rest and an advantage no one's ever had in the history of the NFL. So should be two great games. I'm really looking forward to them. I, I can't wait to uh, to see who wins. And then next week we can talk about you know everybody's favorite when you guys get this prop machine rolling. It is going to be fun. 
This episode of the Superbook Sports Podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped is the global leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and their new performance package 4.0 is their best offer yet. Show off your best 2022 self with Manscaped's Lawnmower 4.0 Electric Trimmer, Crop Preserver, Crop Reviver, Travel Bag, and Anti-Chafe Boxer Briefs, all included in your shipment. Get 20% off your entire order, plus free shipping today at manscaped.com with the promo code SUPERBOOK20. Support the Superbook Sports Podcast and get 20% off site-wide, plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code SUPERBOOK2020. It's time for The Big Ticket. Hey, Jay, any tickets to raise your eyebrows this week at the Superbook? Yeah, just in the early going, we took a couple of 50K bets. We took, uh, say, 50K on the over in the Bengals Chiefs. That was over 54. We took uh, 50K in the Niners, as I mentioned, plus three and a half flat. Uh, 50K in the Rams money line, minus 165. Took another uh, 20K on the Rams, minus three and a half uh, even money. So spread out a little bit, uh, but we expect a, a lot more in the next two days. Jay, would this. Is there any chance you get like a seven-figure bet? Are those usually just like Super Bowl bets? Uh, yeah, it's very rare during the Super Bowl. Excuse me. Um, you'll you'll hear about a couple of them, maybe uh, uh, here and there throughout the town. Um, as far as us, uh, we most likely won't see one over here, but uh, you know we could see a, a healthy six-figure bet or a few of those uh, this weekend, but. Uh, those seven-figure bets are, are very uncommon, even though a lot of people like to talk about them. Yeah, that's what I figured. I figured one's talked about a thousand times. So, well, I'm excited to see what big bets come in. I think we're going to have some great games this week, so should be exciting. Um, let's move on to what else is going on. And You know what? I just talked about the props. Are you guys, Rex, are you guys already kind of working on Super Bowl props, or can you kind of talk us through that process, how everything goes? Yeah, so to work on the props themselves, no, not really. But the fact is, we do game props for all of these teams in every game. And you know, during the regular season, it's every Sunday night, Monday night, uh, and Raider game. So we're familiar with the teams in terms of like, there's four or five of us that are going to sit there and weekly do these things. It's the same people that'll be in the room when we do these things next week, all day Tuesday, all day Wednesday, to get them ready to put up Thursday, and then of course Thursday night's the big party when. Everybody comes in, and we have 30-something page packet of, of stuff. But the process of getting to it is very, very fun. It's also very arduous. Uh, you know. But, but sitting there with everybody at the same time makes it a little bit easier than what we do now, which is basically just all are left to our own, to do our own research, to do our own work on you know over-under for player yards, receptions, touchdowns. Will this player score a touchdown? Yes, no. Interceptions, you know, stuff like that. We do mostly do our own, and then we send them into Ed, and Ed just kind of disseminates it how he sees fit and puts them up. Whereas next week we'll we'll sit down together and, and knock them out one by one and hash them out, talk talk about everything and sort of get everybody on the same page. And then you know, once that stuff is done, it goes to the admin people who put the stuff in the machine. We get the packets printed out, and then uh, it's first come, first serve. Fire away. We're off and running. Jay, the Superbook's famous for having the props, and I love it. I mean, you guys are so creative, and you offer so much. I'm just for you. It's, I know you have a lot more media stuff this next two weeks, and everybody wants to talk about the props. Do you enjoy doing the props, or is this a week? Uh, well, I'm sure you don't hate it, but are, are you buckling up for what's probably maybe a, one of the busiest weeks for you, even outside the sports book, with everybody always wanting to talk about the props? No, I enjoy it. I, you know, once we get all the legwork done, and and that's what uh, Rex is talking about. We've done this for 
you know, 30 years now, and, and uh, it's something that, uh, you know, we find out once we get everything decided what the lines are, uh, we put it in the computer, we, we you know, make the, uh, the packets, and, you know, it's just double-checking, triple-checking, and redoing that process again to make sure that we have everything correct. That's, that's one of the actually biggest challenges of, you know, putting all these props up is just making sure that everything is correct and that we have the proper disclaimers on. So uh, mm-hmm. after that, it's, it's really, you know, uh, an easy ride until we get to the Super, uh, Super Bowl weekend. So between the Thursday when we post them, uh, after the championship games, we got uh, a week and a couple of days of just kind of coasting into, you know, the, the Super Bowl weekend. And uh, that's where it really heats up. And then, you know, you're back to work then. But uh, for about a week there after we post it, it's, a, it's kind of a, a, well, it's not kind of a, it is a lull uh, where we can kind of catch our breath and get set for the big weekend. Mm-hmm. Jay, speaking of that, like, so what, I mean, it's been 30 years that first time, did you just say, let's just do some more props? Or were, like, how did that even come to you? Were you like, let's try to expand this and do something different that nobody else is doing? Well, it came to mind when, remember back in the day, Brent, when AFC teams were just getting destroyed every Super Bowl and the <laughs> NFC teams were just dominating. That included, you know, some of those Bronco uh, blowouts yeah. that we had to watch and suffer our way through. And, um, what happened was we were a lot of people were just bored by the time we got to the second half, and so I, I, I don't recall one of us said, "Why don't we start making up some propositions that won't be decided until the second half, and keep everybody interested?" And that's exactly what we did. And that's back when you know that's late '80s, early '90s when most books at that time only had about twenty or thirty different propositions. Well, we, we uh, more or less doubled that by adding a few propositions, and it really just took off from there. By the time we got to the San Francisco uh, Charger game in 1995, which was a 19-and-a-half-point spread, you know, we, we were in the hundreds uh, uh, and, and counting as we uh, everybody knew who was going to win that game. But we were just trying to come up with propositions that would keep everybody entertained. And, and that's what it was. And it, it actually turned out uh, great for the fans. Uh, we had uh, a lot of people. This is back at the Imperial Palace. And we, we were close in proximity to some other books. And we had a lot of you know uh, patrons from other properties come over. And we knew we were onto something. And it's really grown from that point. And now we're staring at probably around 500 props for this year's game. That's awesome. You guys changed the game, and, and I love it. It's something everybody, all of us gamblers look forward to is, is getting that big packet. Uh, that's so funny. You, you just said the, the Chargers-Niners game, the total or the side was 19 and a half. That, uh, that's wild. That, that, that'll lead me to these look-ahead lines. Rex, I'm looking at these look-ahead lines for the Super Bowl, which I love that you guys put out. Looks like uh, Chiefs 2.5 versus the Rams, Chiefs minus 3 versus the Niners, Rams 3.5 versus the Bengals, Niners 2.5 versus the Bengals. All right, Rex, which one of those uh, matchups would be best for you guys? Is there one of those you guys are rooting for, or are you guys pretty balanced on everything? You know, it's a good question. I don't really think any of them would be bad. I mean, would people get a little bit like ring rust, or no, not that ring rust, fatigued, like of seeing the Chiefs and the Niners for the second time in three years? Maybe, but I mean, the Rams seem like they're a high-volume team. They have been all year. We were a little bit got a little bit of liability towards them to win the whole thing. So, you know, them being in it would certainly arouse the interest of people who have been involved ever since last year when we opened the futures market. 
I think that any Chiefs matchup would probably be more uh, attractive to most casual betters than the, the Bengals being involved. But at the same time, I mean, I've talked to people that said, like, it'd be really cool to have somebody, you know, in there different, right? You know, I think, they think they really want the Bills as a substitute team over the Chiefs, you know. And so this will be, you know, Mahomes in the Super Bowl, what, three three times, three in a row or four? I mean, it's some ridiculous, you know, one play from the from the Patriots game from being four in a row. So, like, uh, yeah, obviously some people, you know, you'll have a, 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 a variety of people who think, well, it'd be nice to have a different team every once in a while, whereas others would be like, yeah, no, let's – Let's let's see if this Mahomes dynasty. Who, if you remember, I, I believe that Ed and Jeff put up a prop before I started working here about Mahomes, how many Super Bowls he's going to win after he won the first one, and it was one and a half. Well, he already almost had one last year. That prop could almost be graded, and I think it goes all the way through the, the life of his contract. So you know, it just goes to show that you know you you got people that could be interested in something that that far out. It just goes to show how great of a player that that guy is. So I don't really think any lot matchup for me stands out. I do think that the two bets that we've taken on a total, I thought was interesting from a guy that bet us, you know, the limit was 10,000 on these totals and he bet us under the high number, which was chiefs and Rams at 54, which is now 53. And he also bet us over the low number, which was 49ers Bengals over 47. And now we're up 48 and a half. Wow. That's crazy. That most totals. I'll add to that, Brent. I I just wanted to say something about the the matchup because we get that question quite, quite often. It really doesn't matter. It's the Super Bowl sells itself no matter who it is. Uh, Over the years, we, we thought we were going to like break records with certain matchups and and that didn't really materialize. Uh, And then other times we're like, wow, this is kind of a lackluster matchup. And then we set a record. Right through the roof. So it really, yeah, (laughs) it really is an event that is, it's going to be big no matter what. And with the, the, the year that we look, you know, look back on and, and we're setting record handles and, uh, I mean, even in Nevada, where a lot of people thought uh, the handle would go down because of all these other jurisdictions opening up, I mean, everybody is, is looking at record numbers, and, and I, I think this year's game will be no different, no matter who's playing. So it's a it's a great event, and, and, and lucky for us, uh, it, it is that way. We don't really have to worry about who's in the game. It's the event that sells itself. Yeah, two weeks of betting. Jade, for you, this is be the game when all the high rollers that you have or, or your bigger betters will come in. Is this? Are you guys having a big party that weekend, or sh- should the uh, listeners, if you're anywhere near Vegas, are you guys doing anything for the Super Bowl? Oh yeah, we we have a number of parties going on. I think uh, at, at some point we'll probably have about you know I don't know ten or twelve thousand people on property because we have uh, different ballrooms uh, set up for uh, separate parties. We got uh, some of that. Some of them are private that have been coming here for years, and I'm talking. I'm not talking about 30 people. I'm talking about a couple thousand people in each one of these parties. Some of them up to 4,000. We have a VIP uh, invite only uh, party down there. We we are entertaining our football central crowd that's been coming into the theater uh, all season long. We'll have 1,500 guests in there. We'll probably have another 1,500 or so in the Superbook uh, area. So. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's all come all served. Uh, it's a great event. And, and, and you know what I like about it? It's a, it's a great demographic. Cause you, you see, you do see a lot of, uh, uh, couples, you, you might even have more of a mature crowd. Uh, you see a lot more, you know, uh, women that are here for the Super Bowl uh, versus, you know, a lot of people like to compare the March Madness, which 
March Madness, I like to categorize as a, a frat party. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> yeah. just a different event, yeah. So, but uh, the Super Bowl weekend is is one of my favorites because uh, you know it's it's one game and uh, we have a lot of parties going on. Not not just uh, Sunday, but Friday night and Saturday night. It's a great weekend to be out in Vegas. Yeah, you guys do it right. So many of these sports books in Vegas are, are now, I mean, the size of my living room. So if if you're anywhere near Vegas. The Superbook is the place to be. There will be giant screens showing the TV all over the, the book. Um, all right, I guess that'll do it for this week. I know you guys got to get back to work, get ready for this big weekend of games. Rex, thank you for sitting in. As always, we you know you're you're much better than John. Don't tell him I said that, but uh, <laughs> we're glad to have you. No, uh, John might be back next week. Who knows what John? He might be in Colombia. He might be playing for the U.S. soccer team. But Jay and I will be here for sure next week. Jay, Rex, thank you guys so much for coming on, and we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks, Brent. Sure, Brent. Take care. That'll do it. Championship week is here. I cannot wait to watch these games. If you guys are anywhere near the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk, Colorado, come watch the games with us. Or if you're out in Vegas, come to the Superbook. We will have the games on the giant TVs. we got beer, food, anything you would need. Uh, please also follow us at Superbook Sports on all social media. Go to Superbook.com. And once again, thank you to everybody who has rated, subscribed, left a comment. That helps the algorithms for the podcast. So if you're enjoying this podcast, please just take a second and do that for us. We will be back next week with a bunch of the prop talk. We'll have the Super Bowl lines. We'll be talking about the Super Bowl week out, getting you guys all ready for the big game. We will see you then. You've been locked into the Superbook Sports Podcast. You get a win. You get a win. Featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Brant Tobler. I need some more of that. Come on. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the world of the NFL. Hey, you thought you were going to get me, huh? Hell no. Want the best sports betting podcasts on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network. This episode of the Superbook Sports Podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped is the global leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and their new performance package 4.0 is their best offer yet. Show off your best 2022 self with Manscaped's Lawnmower 4.0 Electric Trimmer, Crop Preserver, Crop Reviver, Travel Bag, and Anti-Chafe Boxer Briefs. All included in your shipment. Get 20% off your entire order, plus free shipping today at manscaped.com with the promo code SUPERBOOK20. Support the Superbook Sports Podcast and get 20% off site-wide plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code SUPERBOOK2020.